Hi, I'm here with Fiona and we're here on Cape Clear and we're going to talk about who Fiona is and the kind of farming that she does. So maybe first of all, hi Fiona, thanks for having you. Hi, you're welcome. Thanks for inviting me to your tunnel. Yay. Yes, so the sound <laughs> is the rain, which we hope won't be too loud. Um, Fiona, you've been here a while, so, so what brought you here? Yeah. Uh, my parents. Um, yeah, my parents bought a holiday home here when I was about two. Mm -hmm. And my uh, grandmother moved into it, um, so we would come here every every summer for a minimum of two months, usually about four months all told. Wow. Um, and then we sort of expanded, we bought a little bit more land and, and a little bit more land. And then um, my father retired in 1981 and moved down here to farm, so yeah, that's basically... I came and went and came and went. Um, yeah, so I mean you were off... In interesting places, <laughs> just one or two. Yeah. Singapore. Well, I grew up in Singapore, um, so and then I went to, I worked in Poland and Portugal and Cambodia, and I actually went to university in Australia. So yeah, I've done a bit of travelling. Were you doing any farming-related things then? Were you th <laughs> were you thinking then that you might want to be a farmer? No, um, I was involved in development work. I was mm -hmm. uh, most, mostly a volunteer. Um, I'd done a, a TEFL course teaching English. So the you know the usual standby for anybody who wants to travel and work, um, but uh, I suppose I got back to Ireland in two thousand, <clears throat> and my father was getting a little older, so I thought well I'd try to do short term contracts. Uh -huh. And my father died in two thousand and four, so and my mother wasn't well, so it kind of meant that I had to stay. Um, so here I am, really. <laughs> so okay, so you're here. You decided to stay. What? What was the reason you decided to stay, and what was the process that? Because people, there are many people here, and they don't all farm. Yeah. So, so why? Um, well, I didn't have any other skills. I was working in the Nina. I, I was working in the childcare centre mm -hmm. for a while, um, and I eventually got to the point where I had a choice of either farming or working in the Nina. I couldn't do both because being on my own, trying to run the farm, and not being there all the time was was not easy. Um, so that's when I, I quit working in the Nuna and focused, yeah, focused on the farm. Okay, good. I'm going to just check it's still going. Okay, so you decided to do farming. Um, what did you decide to do then? And is it the same thing that you do now or, you know, did, like, cause there's, are you farming or vegetables or what did you decide to do? Farming. I mean, my, my father... When my parents retired, uh, my father invested money in buying another 10 acres of, of land w that also had a barn. So he okay. extended that and put in a cow bale. So the plan was that we milk cows and sell milk, which didn't really work because there wasn't the... A, we couldn't milk year-round. B, we didn't have a bottling plant and we couldn't send it out to the mainland. Um, and it just it didn't work. We ended up throwing milk away, which is fairly soul destroying. So we went back to suck the cows. And so is that the case for all islands, particularly say as like now with the EU regulations, is it is it impossible to really milk on an island? It's not impossible. Um, you can milk and sell what they say from farm gate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can milk. You can sell. Somebody comes to the gate. You can say, "There's my milk. If you like the look of my practice." Yeah then you, it's on your head if you buy it, basically, you know. Okay. I mean, obviously, you still have to, if you're going to sell anything at all, you still have to be inspected. So if I had a dairy, again, now I would have to get inspected and I would have to get a license to run it. Um, but 
to sell milk, you have to bottle it. Mm-hmm. And bottle milk is such a rigmarole. Yeah. So if I was to go back to milking and selling milk, people would come to me with their containers. Okay. I would fill them. And that's I would not be responsible for sterilizing and, and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. The containers that go out. So, so, so where does one go once one works out that milking isn't it i mean did you well, make cheese or what did you do next? exactly that would have been the next thing but by that stage i was running away um i had been here for i was working in Harpercraft. i was making enamel jewelry at the time and working on the farm and working at the goat farm with ed um and they were making cheese okay. so i was sort of saying oh we should make cheese but as i say by that stage i was starting to you know went off to Pol- Pol- portugal for a year and uh-huh. and uh then off to sort of Southeast Asia for another bit and okay, around yeah, yeah. and so yeah. Um, so you almost were co- composting the idea of what you'd do next yeah, then, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we had sheep as well, which was always fun. Um, but I think we decided that without a dog, these cliffs, yeah, all running up and down cliffs, barking for yourself is not a fun idea. Hard work. So yeah, so we we shot them. We got rid of the the sheep. Also because I left. Mm-hmm. And my father's knees weren't great, and we had images of him ending up on the rocks. So, yeah. as a general rule, we decided that the sheep weren't such a great idea. So you're kind of filtering through ideas. Yeah, I mean, by the time I came back, my father had um, suckler cows, but he had branched into he'd started buying Kerry's, um, and which are the ideal for for Cape. They're a brilliant breed because they are designed for this sort of terrain. You know, sort of fairly poor grazing, rocky. Uh, weather, weather beaten, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people and on the mainland do like the beef that comes from Cape, don't they? They seem to. Um, yeah. yeah, we have we have beef and now pork uh, for sale at the moment, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean the the pork was a bit of an accident. Um, the the Danny Mike below had a couple of pigs in, okay. in the garden, and at the end of the year. They ran in. I d- I'm not sure why, but anyway, I ended up with the two pigs minding them, and then I ended up with them. I think um, a boy and a girl pig, or no, 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 two two males. Uh-huh. Um, and then they went off to the butcher. Fine, and I suddenly thought, well, actually, that wasn't too hard. Yeah. So I um, I got my own two pigs and sort of reared a couple of bonovs up and sent them off to the butcher, and then the last two I sent off were such characters. I felt like Judas. That's the worst part of farming is sending the animals yeah. off. Um, but I um, thought, that's it. I'm getting a couple of sows and I'm going to have, I'm going to rear my own. Um, and and that's what I've, I did. I've still got, I got bought two sows. One sadly died. Only She was only about two or three years old. I have no idea what happened. She was fine. And then 24 hours later, she was dead. And, and to get a post-mortem in, from Cape... Uh, full adult pig, drag her out for post-mortem, impossible. That would be tough, yeah. Yeah, so I have no idea. But the others were fine. I, at the time I had a boar. Could it be, you know, like cows if they eat cow parsley? Yeah, could it, it could have been something like that. She was grubbing up rough area. She could have found some plastic or something. I have no idea. Yeah. But whatever it was, it obviously wasn't contagious because the other ones were fine. Um, so, but yes, yeah, so now I have... Hundreds of piglets that yes. keep escaping and, and running around. The, the grandmother house. that got pregnant too. I know, I know. Yeah. So an accident that one, but anyway. <coughs> um, so I guess um, you were talking about regenerative farming, which is still not that well known a concept. Yeah, and neither by me. Okay, I, I but, just, but it I, sounds exciting. So yeah, 
Tell us about it. Um, well, I just... Literally, this is the first year I've even thought of anything like it, and I wouldn't claim to have any real knowledge. I just looked it up. The ca I had the pigs in grubbing out fields, and I thought, mm -hmm. well, we'll reseed them. And the suggestion on the regenerative farming is, is to reseed, as I say, with herbs. So it doesn't look, you know, you, you sort of look at a pristine field of grass and it's just grass and it's beautiful and it's lovely and it looks stunning. Um, but would that be actually like a monoculture, this kind yeah, of thing that our grass. concept of what the countryside is, is a bit, is a bit fake? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, my mother uh, was a New Zealander and her uncle was a dairy farmer in New Zealand. And he said that he followed the agricultural advice and he reseeded all his ground into good grass. Okay. And he said, prior to his reseeding, he would have one case of bloat, you know, in a blue moon. After reseeding, he was doing it daily. He had cattle bloating daily. Uh -huh. And bloat is, is sort of, you know, the, yeah. the gases build up inside. And he said it was because the ground was too clear. It was too clean. And there was none of the herbs okay. that helped yeah. them manage Natural, their own digestion. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I reckon that, that, you know, what he was saying is, is mimicked in this regenerative farming. That it's all there. It's the, the grazing is there and all of the, the ed added bits that aren't necessarily grass. Yeah. But that actually help for the Trace health. Elements yeah. or... um, and as I was saying to you earlier, um, you know, my cattle, I've this two fields that I've had reseeded with herbs mm -hmm. um and they love it they yeah. you know i've another field that's got good grass in it and after two days you know and there's plenty of grass in it still and they're looking at me to move put them in this other grazing which they should only have been in for three days after five days i had to push them out yeah they were loving it so there's something right in it i don't know what yet but we'll look at it so so the, here's the funny thing right it's and so so i did development studies too right and the funny thing is is that you have these theories and ideas that are pushed out and then you know 20 years later they've realized that actually the green revolution and a lot of the things that they pushed caused a loss in biodiversity and a loss in species and 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 we only really seem to be working out now maybe you know like yeah. i would have thought we'd be smarter than we are but we seem to be like because i've watched some videos of the kind of things you're talking mm. about and that they're they're regreening australia and yeah. they're bringing back diversity because with the monoculture the water runs off and it gets very dry yeah. so it's kind of nuts that we're still only working out but it's it, i mean i think the problem is agriculture is designed for the big fellas and the big fellas don't want to spend time on i mean it's like pigs it's much easier to put pigs in a concrete box okay yeah um then put them out on the grass yeah but they're supposed to be out on the grass they actually do the land a lot of good because they they dig it up I yeah mean, I've, I've had areas full of brambles Pigs go in, no brambles. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's beautiful. If you leave them in too long, then you have to reseed it. But there's areas that I've put them in, and they've just, they're just, there's enough ground for them to just dig and pick and dig and pick. And they're opening up the ground for new seeds. Yeah. And, and, but native seeds, not, not the, the imported stuff that's supposed to be improved, new and improved. What's right for the land. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's exactly in Australia that they're, they're planting stuff that's European. It's not right. Yeah. It's the wrong stuff for here. I mean, I remember I, uh, my, one of my interests was Southeast um, um, Indochina. Mm -hmm. And when the Americans were there during the Vietnam War, and they brought in this improved rice. Brilliant. They could get from, traditionally they would have one crop 
of rice a year, maybe they could squeeze two. With this miracle rice, they could get two, even three crops in a year. Brilliant, wonderful. They didn't like the taste so much, but it's rice is rice, and if you're hungry, you'll eat yeah. it, you know. But of course, it was a very hungry, so it needed fertilizer. It was also very thirsty, so it needed more water than the traditional roots. Mm. But because it was pushed and because it was cheap, because the you know American aid agencies were yeah. running, rolling it out, everybody had it. Then America walked out after they got kicked out of, sorry, that might offend some Americans, but after the end policy of the, the Vietnam War, yeah. policy change, they left, and they black banned Vietnam. So now Vietnam couldn't get the fertilizer. They couldn't get the petrol to run the pumps to keep the water going. And the miracle, they couldn't save the seed from the miracle rice. So they actually went through a really bad period where they had nothing until they finally gathered in, together enough of the, their traditional seeds to go again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, I, I think farming, and that's another thing that we're hoping to do with the islands is... Well, that's what I was going to say, to bring it back to Kate, yeah. is you've seen a variety of things, so, yeah, yeah. explain yeah. Um, I mean, I've been involved with Corn and Illin is trying to get this project underway, and, and so far we haven't been successful. Um, which is um, the Burren, uh, uh, the Burren project, and they basically realised that they were killing Burren. Okay. You know, wonderful um, <coughs> scape of, yeah, of land and unique yeah. area, um, and they said so. Reps came in to try and protect the environment. Brilliant idea. But again, it was from the centre, it was looking at sort of Midlands, grasslands, mm -hmm. and not trying to, whatever. It didn't work for the burn because the burn actually needed to be grazed at okay. certain times that were out of the norm. Yeah. And what happened was they, I, I'm, I'm, you know, look it up for yourself, but basically what they did was they went back to traditional farming practices in the burn. Mm -hmm. The burn has improved. Farming has improved. Farmers have been able to actually increase their herd numbers and still protect the burn. So, you know, traditional farming is not stupid. It grew in the environment in which it lived. Yeah. And, and the only way, you know, if you want to do farming without putting in massive amounts of inputs, you kind of have to look at how it used to be done, how the farming used to be done. Yeah. Now, that said... <laughs> If, if anybody asks me to make hay ever again, they can. Uh, they'll shoot them because I hate hay in this climate, with this weather, impossible. So Science. I've seen the photos of like the mm. metals where you would yeah. everyone together. Yeah. So so look, I mean, Kate's in a bit of a transition because when I when you look at the bird, when I talk to the bird watchers and you can see land that's not grazed because like 150 years ago you had a thousand people on the island, mm -hmm. for, for, maybe not for very long, and now we have much fewer. So yeah. therefore, you know, you've gone through cows and pigs um are we still evolving in terms of like 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 what could cape look like farming wise like or, or what is the best type of farming for cape um now we never had, apparently now and, and, and i think paddy leonard had sheep years okay. back and he was the only because everybody says oh this is perfect land for sheep i don't think traditionally cape had sheep which is interesting because you would think it does seem like the perfect land <coughs> for sheep. Yeah, like Soe from Scotland. Sort yeah, of or or even you know, I mean, we had we had mountainy sheep and we crossed them with um, uh, oh I can't remember, but a, a lowland ram, and we had at the time you used to get disadvantaged payments, you know, mm -hmm. and the guy came out to inspect the sheep and he's saying to my father, "Oh, Duncan, you're doing these very well." This oh, thank you very much. He said, "No, no, no, Duncan, you're doing them too well." They look too good. 
we cannot classify them as disadvantaged. So disadvantaged get, sheep? Yeah, <laughs> because they had to be rough looking. Okay. Which is insane, because yeah. if you're grazing an animal on a particular type of grass... Now, it's changed now. If it's disadvantaged land is what they're looking at. If you Not manage sheep, to produce yeah. good animals on that, then mm -hmm. that's good farming practice. Yeah. But at the time, yeah, he had to, he had to sell out the, the good ram and bring in a, a, an old mucky mountainy fella <laughs> to, to disimprove the quality of his flock, the uh -huh. insanity of it. I mean, <clears throat> things have changed on the island. Now people will come out to the island. We can get a farrier to look after our, our pony's hooves. Um, and the inspectors actually come in and look at the, 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 the land mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we had sheep and we had, it was a legal requirement to dip sheep. Um, and but no, so we'd ring and, and they had to be inspected. The dipping had to be inspected. So we'd ring the department and say, right, we're we're going to dip our sheep and blah, you know, come over and inspect. Oh right, yeah, absolutely. It's essential. You have to. Yeah, yeah. Where are you, Cape Clear? Ooh. So my father ended up going all the way up to Cork to talk to to the fellow in charge of inspections of sheep, and was made inspector of sheep for the whole of Cape Clear. Oh, very good. Yep. So he inspected his own sheep for free. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> It was, it was just because nobody wanted to come to, to, to the islands, yeah. generally. I assume it's the same with all the islands. Now, actually, people are more interested in coming, maybe because it's easier, the boat's better, yeah. the sister, you know, the services, there's more of them and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, yes, okay. Inspector of Sheep for the whole of Cape Clear. So, look, so you're planning to do a series of uh, interviews with other people farming on the island. Mm -hmm. so, so what's the idea behind that, and what are you hoping to find out? Well, what I was hoping to do is, is talk to some people about um, some of the older hands, so, so the older farmers or the farmers who would have been our farming family farms from generations back, and ask them, you know, what was it like farming? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we used to have to swim our animals to the mart. mart. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, uh, nine miles. Okay, so we went via Shirkin, so swim across the... So they literally put them in the water? Yeah. And, you know, and, and then I can remember as a kid running all the animals down. I mean, it was it was an absolute rodeo. It's fun. Um, you know, you had to have people mm -hmm. at different points and the cattle would join in and you'd block that point so they didn't go the wrong way. And to the coors, so there's a slip, yeah? Uh, no, down to North Harbour. Okay. And then onto the pier, which was always fun because animals don't tend to like water much. And then you'd run them onto the boat. All right. So you had to work out for high tide and you had to get the boat yeah. rigged up with gates to keep them on. I've seen a photo of a, a cow or bull being winched on. It looked that was that was later. Precarious. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It, that didn't last very long because I remember being there once and the, they they put a strap behind the in front of hind legs yeah. and behind the front legs and lift them up. But if he squirmed at all, and we had one animal that the back one slipped up to his chest. So he was literally hanging oh, no. from his armpit. <laughs> and they fortunately, I mean, the crew was quick and they got him back down on the ground. Um, and he was fine. But that was it. I think I think everybody said, oh, we can't do this. So that's when we started putting animals in trailers. Yeah. It was also dangerous to have loose animals on the pier. You'd think. Uh, well, my, my mother had just recovered from Lyme disease. And she was going out for an appointment to check a check up with the doctor. So she's there on her crutch, you know, with one gammy leg. And they're walking up the pier, having parked at the bottom of the pier. And one of the animals, trying to be loaded onto the boat, breaks loose and charges down the pier. And of course, my father being my father, doesn't just go, oh, and get out of the way. He tries to stop it 
And this bull just this bullock just went no out of my way and threw him. Oh, now yeah. he put my mother between cars so she was safe, but of course the bull threw him on top of her and broke her good leg. <laughs> oh wow, gosh. So yes, it was a little. So I'd say that the old timers are going to be fascinating. Yeah, I hope so. If I can track them down. And then there are some young ones. Who yeah, are doing and we've different got things. new people who who are. A, a completely different um, take on things, and they, again, they're a bit like me. They want to do diversity, and, uh-huh. and they're looking at different things. I mean, so a sheep you mentioned. Yeah. Most people would look sideways. Everybody thinks they're goats because they're yes, small the horns, and they're, yeah. yeah, and they, they, they you don't shear them. They, they molt and and um, and then to use that and to try and try and turn the the, the wool into something, or you know, and and. And Sam and Brennus, with, they've got quite a few things in the bees, and they're looking at pigs and sheep and cattle. And and I think diversity is probably the way we want to go. Ideally, what I would love to see here is um, some sort of... I think an abattoir would be tricky. I don't think we have enough Do, do islands have abattoirs? Not that I know of. Okay. Now, apparently you can get a portable abattoir, um, <laughs> a mobile one. Well, you only I guess but that's, that's how it used to be done. Well, no, it used to be done. You just hit them over the head and, and deal with them that way. Um, now there are legal requirements. All right. I think the trickiest part of slaughtering animals on the island, which would be wonderful. I mean, sorry, you know, slaughtering animals, but from the point of view that the animal doesn't have the stress of yes, being loaded yes. into a trailer, transported on the boat, and in the and they on say the that affects the meat. Yeah. Toxins. I mean, the the butcher that I use is great. He's got um, an area and he puts them in there, and so they spend twenty four hours. So they've time to calm and yeah. settle, and and he's he's a lovely man as well. So, you know, I I'm, I have reasonable faith that he does everything in his power to keep the yeah. stress levels down for them. But if you imagine, you know, you take a cow off the field, persuade it up up a ramp, and suddenly it's dead. You know, it's got to be so much better for the animal. Yeah. That le- that less amount of stress. Um, but the trickiest thing is they have to be. It's a legal requirement that they have to be checked pre and post mortem by a vet. To make sure that you know you're not you're not trying to sell sickened mm-hmm. meat into the into the into the food chain, um, but I'd love that. Or even if we couldn't do that, um, to process more meat on the island. I mean, we're doing it. Um, Bren, uh, Sam, and Brennus have sent off a, a beef animal competition. But anyway, it's a good thing I think because I think we should be producing more food on the island. This is a farming community, yeah. and we keep <clears throat> sending everything off on four legs. Oh look, I mean, I think particularly with. The current situation, the more you can be resilient, yeah, the, you know that can't be a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, fields is f- stunning. We we wouldn't have survived without fields, but it still breaks my heart. When we first arrived in the sixties, nothing came in on the boat. Exactly. Yeah. It was everybody had their own vegetable patch, their own milking cow, meat. There wasn't enough. Yeah, it, I mean, there wasn't enough people to eat, and and so the animals went out on the on the hoof. And then they came back. I mean, obviously, chickens, smaller animals. Yeah. Um, but then maybe we need a bit less meat in our diet. And well, exactly. You know. I mean, I think, and that's, this is why, you know, factory meat offends me. Because there's so much of it, it's wasted. Yeah. I mean, it's bad for the environment to have so many animals. Yeah. And especially when you're ripping up rainforests to feed them. Yeah. It's appalling. But, you know, I equally don't agree with the, 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 the vegans. Because we have this massive domestic herd. What do we do with them if we stop eating them? You know, you can't just let them free because 
then we'll be shooting them to get them out of our gardens yeah, because otherwise we'll all die of starvation. Yeah. You know, there has to be some sort of... And I would argue that the type of farming we're trying to do here... Yeah, you go up the f- quality, up the chain of yeah. the quality of what you're producing. And that means people have to pay extra for meat. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people just don't get that. I mean, I remember having an argument with somebody about uh, farmers getting grant payments. So no, 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 you, sh- you know, you should... And I said, you don't want to pay the prices that farmers would have to pay to actually make a living on good quality. You know, I mean, if, if you turn annals into factory numbers, yeah. then what you're getting is factory annals. And, yeah. and you have to fill them with antibiotics yeah. because you're slotting them so close together they are getting sick. Yeah. Whereas I, my animals, I mean, the vet comes in twice a year. Um, there's the compulsory annual test, and that's all he does, usually. And then in October, we get any jobs like castration or dehorning. Um, I have not had a sick animal, well, certainly not a sick cow for, for ages, and, and a sick pig. I mean, minor injuries, you know, like a small cut that you'd spray some something to keep the flies off. But my medic- I have to keep a, a medical check record, and there's nothing in it. I think that's part of the thing is to tell the stories so that people understand yeah. that, you know, farm-raised, island-raised meat versus, you know, cubes raised yeah. basically in a production line factory. Yeah. They're not the same, you know. I mean, it breaks my heart. You look at my pigs. They're out in the ground and they're grubbing and they they drive me mad. You know, I mean, there are days when I cheerfully shoot the lot of them because they've gotten out and they they are, they've... Go but, but they are fun yes. to watch because yeah. they're doing what they're supposed to do yeah they're in family groups they're dancing around they're grabbing the ground they're making a mess of my yeah. streams but you know they, they've got they're healthy because they're doing they're living how they should um and obviously the knock-on is that the meat they produce has to be better because it's happy healthy food you yeah. know yeah. cool um, so thanks very much um and then ideally we'll be seeing listening to you interviewing everyone else. Yeah, oh God.